it is something that is so important for our generation is to really feel proud of you know who they are and where you're going and i think we are in this new generational shift where people are starting to show up as more of themselves but um but it's a journey and so you know take some time to get there but it's those little little habits that actually add up to be um, a lot more each day this is your career gps the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, students, new graduates, and emerging professionals navigate their career journey. And your journey starts now. Welcome back to Your Career GPS. We're excited to kick off another great episode, but before we do that, we want to make sure that you're subscribed and following us. So wherever you're listening, press pause real quick. Make sure you're subscribed so you can stay up to date on all of the episodes that we have uh, coming down the line and so that you can be up to date on everything. Um, also make sure that you catch us on Instagram. Um, go follow us over at Your Career GPS Podcast on Instagram for new updates. We post snippets from the episodes and highlight our guests and all of that. So um, on today's episode, we're focusing all about mindset, um, how to be more self-aware of how your mindset can limit or stunt your growth or how you can take steps to get it right and to have it be a source of inspiration and motivation throughout your career. So we're really excited to kind of dive into mindset and how this all works together when it comes to job searching and your career in general. And we really think that this is an important topic for us to be covering as part of this podcast and as part of our kind of career journey that we're on with all of you, because mindset really can play such a big role into how you approach the tasks that you're doing at your job, the decisions that you make with your career. And then, of course, it can also be a really big factor when you're job searching. So no matter where you're at with your career journey and kind of what path you're on right now, I think that this will will really resonate. So Brad, will you introduce our guest today? Absolutely. And just one more point that I wanted to make out and in, in working with uh, so many students over the years, I know Cassie and I both can relate to this. When you really sit down and, and have these conversations, two biggest concerns comes up, money and mental health. <laughs> you mm. know, over and over again, these are the things that are intertwined in career development. And, uh, and it's really, really important that we break these issues down. So we could not have a better guest to really talk about this subject today than Brittany Ramsey. She's uh, absolutely sensational. Brittany's purpose is to transform people's careers through mindset and growth networking strategies. She's educated from The Ohio State University and achieved a master's in education specializing in clinical counseling from DePaul University in Chicago. After being in the nonprofit world for clinical counseling, she felt the drive to bring her passions of mental health, motivational interviewing, and career development into the corporate world. For eight plus years now, Britt has been a talent recruiter for various companies, agencies, and now with the top global beauty company. You can find her quoted an entrepreneur writing for Thrive Global and on various panels in the professional world. She is the creator of Be Well Mindset LLC, coaching professionals to cultivate more meaning and growth in their career through one-on-one -on -one intensive coaching and group sessions. 
So first of all, Brittany, it's been a long time coming. We've tried so hard to get you on the podcast, but we finally got it together today. So welcome. Yay. Thank you both for having me so much. So excited to be here. So we want to go ahead and jump in. You know, you've got this really, really neat background. You started out in clinical mental health, and that's obviously um, something that really resonates with me because I did too. And I really wanted to know a little bit more about how you decided to make this shift from mental health counseling into now what you do in career coaching and recruiting. Yeah, great question to start off. So I thought I wanted to be in clinical counseling for my whole entire career, right? Um, You study many years, you go through your clinical work, but for some reason there was something inside of me, that gut feeling where I just knew this wasn't it. However, I knew that I had a special gift within, you know, mental health counseling to have these skills and where could I apply them to? So I really didn't know what to do next, to be honest. Um, I just knew that there was something greater out there for me. So that's kind of the first step is that intuition, right? It's telling you that there's something different. And through networking, I really started to talk to people to understand what could I do in the corporate world? What could my skills be useful for, which landed me a role to support a president of sales build out his sales team as a recruiter. And that was the first step into the recruitment world. And I just loved it ever since. But it definitely took me, you know, that exploration to figure it out. It wasn't just an overnight aha moment, although don't we all wish for those, but it came together over time. I love a career story that has, you know, a little bit of exploration in it. And, um, you know, I love the point about that aha moment, because I think so many people wish for it, but it does take a lot of reflection and time and that exploration to kind of find that path and to see, you know, where you might fit in. So you already kind of touched on some of the skills that you were thinking about using and and how your background could really help you. But can you share a little bit more with us about how you feel that that counseling background has really served you well in your current career and the decisions that you've made along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So I will say first and foremost, it has trained me to deal with a lot of stress in a, you know, a corporate world, a very large company or an agency that I was in to deal with stress in a more calming way and in neutrality, right? Because my clinical work was done in some very challenging schools of, of Chicago. So these were dangerous neighborhoods. Um, and so we were constantly dealing with acute trauma. There was a lot of shootings, robberies, very high level stress all the time here, right? So that was my day-to-day. And so to go from that into a world where the biggest stress is, who are we hiring? It really kind of, it's humbling, right? So I think that to me has been the best experience. So whatever your background is, kind of look at the environment and what you could take from it. And that to me has been very, um, very valuable. Then the next thing is really the listening piece. And this is so simple. I think so many people forget to just listen and kind of peer behind the scenes a little bit, which again has been one of the most valuable skills that I have taken from my counseling. You're really taught to listen and assess deeper at not just the top level, but how do I get to the layers below, you know, a person. And it takes a lot of time and patience to do that. 
which is then why when it translates into hiring and coaching people, there's so much more below the layers, right? And I'm always curious about people. So to me, that skill set has been really valuable. And then lastly, I will say again, just being adaptable and working with so many different people. So in counseling, I worked with adolescents and families, which there's a whole slew of different backgrounds you're dealing with, um, <laughs> a lot of different cultural backgrounds and differences. And so that, again, has prepared me to go into um, a world where I've been working in. I worked in New York City and I've worked in L.A., so very big environments, right? And that, to me, um, just that element of diversity has really helped and um, adaptability in, in those environments. So I'm really grateful, you know, for my background that it all, I was able to take all of that and bring it forth where I am now. You know, I love it. I love it. And uh, I think there's so many different things now that in hearing that testimony, I can see how they just serve you incredibly well, because you're right, no matter what area that you happen to be working in now, it's all people facing. You have to really develop relationships. You have to really get to know individuals, not on a surface level, but on that deep level. I'd be able to work with, you know, such a range of different individuals, you know, and, and really have that diversity. And um, again, you know, it's if I was to use a word, I would say empathy. You know, I think that's a that's a big part of our training, and I've certainly benefited from that. And and it sounds like it's it's serving you incredibly well. One of the things that we wanted to really touch on today is is about this this mindset piece that tends to be such a trap for so many young people really getting into their careers and getting off to just a, a rough start and really being their own worst enemies uh, when it comes to where their head is at. You know, so for for a young individual, a student, um, recent graduate, young professional in terms of like, you know, what an unhealthy mindset actually looks like, you know, how can they sort of identify what are the patterns or the behaviors or, or what things do I need to be looking at that, that let me know, hey, this is not going to serve me well. This is going in the wrong direction. Yeah, absolutely. There's some unhelpful mindset um, traps that basically are limiting beliefs. So I'll start, I'll kind of chunk it into three different areas because the first is really the limiting beliefs with yourself, right? And this is where... Um, confidence comes into play and in just the belief in yourself. So that self-efficacy. And when you are, you know, in college, graduate or undergrad, it can be kind of challenging to see um, what that looks like from time to time, right? Because you're mostly in class or an internship. And then all of a sudden you come out into the real world and it's very overwhelming and you start to lack that belief in yourself. And where this can be harmful is when you kind of go into that spiral of comparison and, um, you know, lack of motivation because you're constantly looking to others. So why that's so unhelpful is because it's going to limit your ability to show up and really know your strengths, right? And, and so when we get caught up, so basically what that looks like is that you're ruminating and that you're going in a spiral consistently with those negative thoughts. And it's hard to get out. That can be very unhelpful. It can be dangerous too, to a certain extent, right? So 
if that happens, of course, there's many different levels to it. Um, but what can be helpful, there's a lot of, you know, other things that can be helpful. And I'm sure we'll get to that, but that's one. So kind of that like rumination um, of limiting beliefs, right? And then the next thing I do want to talk about is fixed mindset. So this happens a lot when we have been trained, we go through college and literally it's like you have this degree, which ends up in this specific field, right? We have been trained for generations to think that that's the way it works. I have a psychology background and it fits here, or I have a business background and it fits here. That is fixed. That is limiting your ability to see other things beyond that degree. Because guess what? Every single degree is so valuable. I have a friend that has a chemist background and she's like a beauty blogger now, right? Each, so like it's so different, but we again have been trained to not see that um, the openness. So what I would say is, if you have a fixed mindset of, I only have a background, which means I only am limiting myself to a path, that is going to be very narrowing for you. Now, if you have a big dream of, of course, like staying on that path, definitely lean lean into that. However. I do think a lot of students are missing out on some of the other opportunities because they're so fixed on one path, one title. And so mm. that can also be very unhelpful if you're so set on just that one specific area. You bring up such amazing points there. Yeah. Um, that was like literally making my head explode <laughs> because, because yes, that was so many of the conversations that I have day in and day out wrapped into one neat package. So thank you for providing that. But uh, one of the things that, that really, really hit home was about, you know, it's not, we don't live in a world anymore where this degree equals this career, X equals Y. It's not that simple anymore. And there's a lot of fluidity that can take place if you can get creative and if you can stay adaptable and you have a very, very fruitful career that can that can really blossom. Um, but it's not a simple matter anymore of, you know, you just do this and you're going to get this. Um, those are very few and far between. They do still exist, but they're, they're very few and far between. And I, I literally have, um, a student that I've worked with recently. I was, you know, drilling, you know, <laughs> you know, we got to break that, break that mentality. So I'm so glad that you pointed that out. Now, you know, one of the things that, you know, I, I did want to ask about, you know, a lot of times, you know, we, I'm sure that you encounter individuals who've been stuck for long periods of time with these limiting beliefs, with these negative patterns. And, and they're just, they're just hamsters on a wheel, um, just not, not going, going anywhere. So what are the long-term effects of like, you know, if they don't break that pattern, what can they be up against? Yeah, it can be very harmful for a long period of time. I have a few clients actually right now where they've been in this pattern for months and they just don't believe in themselves and their skills. And they have over 10 years of amazing experience, but they're kind of in that rut. And it's really tough for them to see beyond that. So what that can do for your future is simplistically in the short term, it can limit your ability to just take action, which if you're not able to then take action to apply to that job, network with someone, simply reach out, like those small little actions, then you're really not going to move, right? I'm a visual person. So if you picture that you're just stuck in this thick mud, 
you're only just going to stay there, right? If, if you like stay in the same exact thoughts, that's where you're going to stay. And unfortunately, you're not going to just like, this is how I describe it is it's not all of a sudden going to dry up and you're going to be released out of the mud and the perfect job will fall into your lap from thinking that way consistently, right? So um, I think that's what I'm seeing can be most harmful is it not only hurts your actions today, but then for the future, it impacts the way you are showing up in your career with confidence, um, with the ability to trust that things you know are going to work out. And it can really hurt your ability to sometimes be productive then or have trust in yourself that you're going to um, show up in the way that you can actually show up with your strengths, right? So it can definitely continue to creep up throughout your career. So it's something that when you notice that happening now, like get help, being accountable. So by the way, like working with a therapist, a coach, um, a mentor, that accountability increases your ability to actually attain that goal, as you guys probably know. I mean, there's statistics out there from 60 to 90%, right? Just working with someone. So that is, I guess, to me, like if you're in that space, it's going to impact you long term. So do something about it small today. I really like that visual of, of being stuck in the mud. And I, yeah. I hope everyone listening kind of got, got the same visual that I got of like, and there is just so often that people just hope like, oh, yep, it's going to dry up and it'll be it'll yeah. be perfect or that one thing like the perfect job or the dream job will will automatically appear and everything will then fall into to place. And like you're saying, that's just not the case. Um, so I really appreciate that that visual. You started to talk about some of the like simple steps quick actions people can do today to reach out and get help and, and that type of stuff. But are there other things that people can start to do if, if they are noticing that they're in this pattern and they're starting to kind of self-sabotage their career growth and that they're kind of having these like faulty beliefs in them in themselves that they can take? Yeah. So my suggestion might seem counterintuitive, but what I would say is instead of speeding up, slow it down in the way to realign with yourself. If you feel that you are in this like self-sabotaging, self-deprecating stage, which I will admit, I went through a horrible you know, moment of that in my career for some time, and I didn't really understand why. And so I had to actually take time to really align on what did I value and why was there a disconnect? Or I wasn't seeing my strengths in myself. All I was doing was comparing to other people, which is just the worst thing you could do, right? So what you can really do is slow down and realign on yourself with your strengths, with what you value, and then also like what you truly want. Because so often I question people I work with, is that what you want or is that what you're told that you should do? Or is it what is expected of you? And for so much of our life, at least the beginning of my career, I was doing what I should be doing instead of what I truly wanted to do. So my suggestion to students out there is really ask yourself, like, what do you want? And slow it down for just a little bit. And again, you have to work with someone or even just work on yourself, whatever you need to do to have that reflection I guarantee it's actually going to set you up for better success versus trying to cover it up with band-aids of just like 
finding a quick way out of it, like a job or changing majors right away or you know, doing something, those are things to cover it up without actually addressing the underlying um, factors of that. It's such a, a point that resonates with me about like, are you doing it because you want to be doing it or because you feel like you should be doing it? Um, and I heard someone say recently, like, there are no shoulds, like that shouldn't even be part of, yeah. of course, I'm using it in the phrase, but that shouldn't even be part of our vocabulary of this is something I should do yeah. um, when it comes to this. So I really love that point. And I think this kind of segues nicely into the fact really that a lot of young people, current college students and recent grads, they can really kind of lack confidence. And I think especially when you're stepping into that first role after you've graduated and you're kind of in this whole new world where the expectations aren't necessarily laid out in a syllabus for you at the beginning of a class, that your confidence can really kind of be rocked when you're out of that environment. So are there some practical steps that you can offer to our listeners that they can do to really start to gain that confidence over time and to really get their momentum going with their overall confidence? Yeah. I So I will say two things here. There's one theme I focus on, and then I want to share a quick story about that. So the theme I talk about is look for inspiration versus comparison, right? Look, we all are growing individuals. We're all, you know, sometimes lost and you know, lacking certain confidence, but what can really help you is to get more inspired by the right people versus comparison. So that could be very simple as social media. Like I had to go back through my social media and unfollow a ton of people that I was comparing my life to, especially my quick story is when I was in grad school, um, I took, you know, a year off to work and then I went to grad school. And so I was on this trajectory where in grad school, you're like going to school full time, trying to hustle to make like side money. But I didn't have a true, you know, full full time job. I was doing clinical work, right? All my friends were starting to make salaries and and live this more adult life, and it was drowning me. and And I was doubting myself. I was it was a really tough time for me mentally. Um, and so I realized, though, I was spending too much time comparing versus getting inspired. And in that moment, when I switched over to focusing on my mentors, focusing on what I felt inspired by, that is where I soared and I took off. Um, but it is so easy. So it's those little habits, honestly. Social media, um, there's a lot of actually like people out there now starting to talk about this of like, um, Wi-Fi is a new water. It's like a, a trend, right? Where it's like a need <laughs> yes. for us. Um, and it can, and it's not always healthy. Look, social media is great. It's brought us together today. It's brought all of my clients to me. However, right. you have to do it in a way that is in moderation. So I would say like anything like social media, take a look at that. Take a look at who you're surrounding yourself with. Um, as you probably like, know a lot of the entrepreneurs always say, you know, surround yourself by people that are, you know, smarter than you and um, more inspirational. But again, that you're not comparing yourself to. So that's another thing. Who are you surrounding yourself by? What are the communities that you're involved with? Are those inspirational to you or are they not making you feel the best? Um, and another thing too, like a very simple step is just get out of your head and talk about it. 
so many times, like we stay in our head and we ruminate. Again, I talked about this earlier. And the simple thing is sometimes if you just talk out loud, someone else will say like, I've been there too. And this is my story. So anyways, I share all those different steps because look, confidence is a lifelong journey. However, it is something that is so important for our generation is to really feel proud of, you know, who they are and where you're going. And I think we are in this new generational shift where people are starting to show up as more of themselves, but, um, but it's a journey. And so, you know, take some time to get there, but it's those little, little habits that actually add up to be, um, a lot more each day. You know, there's so much authenticity in that story and so much that I can personally relate to because Lord knows I have I've done it too. <laughs> and, <laughs> and one of the things that I, I commonly say is that you cannot compare your starting point to somebody else's summit. You know, you have mm. to really, really put it in perspective. And that's what we do, especially early on in our careers is we want to, we want to find the people that are killing it and associate ourselves with them, right? We want to be in their company um, because, Hey, you know, that's, that's who I aspire to be. But at the same time, th- then we fall into that trap of going, well, God, look at, look at all their followers and look at all this, this amazing, you know, content that they're producing, or look at the impact that they're having, or look at the promotion that they just got or whatever. And man, that's unhealthy. That is really, really yeah. a, a, a wormhole that you can fall into. That's not going to be good. And uh, so I am so glad that you brought up that point. And um, and we do have a full episode on career comparison uh, yep. with, with Dominique and Wally that we just that we just did. So we got to hit. You have to reference that, too. Now, one of the things that uh, we've been focusing on here in the last few minutes is really about, you know, starting off the right way. Now, getting into the thick of it, one of the things that is inevitably going to happen is there's going to be missteps. There's going to be failures. There's going to be times where just things don't work out. And so you know, we're already dealing with, um, you know, individuals who by nature are more vulnerable to these types of, of, um, feelings and emotions and, um, and limiting beliefs. Right. Um, because again, not saying that it is, um, anything derogatory, this is just human nature. We're all, uh, we all have stories (laughs) like this, but failure is a really, really tough pill to swallow when you're young. So what do you think, you know, individuals can do to really work through, you know, those missteps and those failures to really be able to, to deal with it in a healthy way? I love this question so much because, and it's actually one of the questions I love to ask when I'm interviewing people of like, let's not talk about those successes, but let's talk about when there was a mistake or failure and how you got through it. So this is something that It's about reframing the failure because when you focus on all the things you did wrong, all all of that space, it's it's unhealthy for you. Yes, you can learn so much, okay? So failures, let's let's frame it as this way. Every failure is actually going to be the best learning tool for you beyond any book. And sometimes it's so needed. You don't know why in that moment, but it will create more meaning in the future for you. And so when you start to reframe a failure as a learning opportunity, that's what is mind-blowing for me. And that's when I started to shift. Of course, it's hard in the moment. You're hard on yourself. We, All of us put a lot of pressure on ourselves. But the moment you start to look at failures as, this is something that I know I'm going to learn from. And it's not going to make sense today. 
Maybe not tomorrow, but I guarantee in the future it will. And I'll give you an example. I love to listen to um, certain podcasts on entrepreneurs when they're starting their business because they talk about all the failures up front, which actually made their company what it was, right? It was the failure that (laughs) something didn't launch right or they missed a deadline and so they had to scramble Listen to those stories because your story could be very similar. And then that can inspire you um, very much moving forward. So to me, it's about that reframing. And hopefully when you're able to look back, what that does is when you look back at the failures, look at it as learning and create meaning, you're actually creating more resilience for more failures in the future, if that makes sense. So you're like strengthening your ability to fail again in Mm. a crazy way. Yeah, I think that's so true. The The reflection aspect of it is that maybe in the moment when you were going through that misstep or, or that failure, it, it didn't feel really great. But looking back now, you can see like what the benefit was or, or what you learned, what you gained or how it put you on a new path to something even even better. So I love that that's kind of part of this and, and reframing that failure because unfortunately it is inevitable. We've all been there. We've all made mistakes. We've all, you know, failed yeah. at something or the other along the way. So definitely and tell some that good story, advice. right? Like, yeah. and so an example could be that if you're going through something right now that you can't really see the future of how this is going to benefit you, like write it down and start to tell your story in a creative way, whether that's art, whether that's writing, whether mm-hmm. that's whatever it might be, because I guarantee like use that as fuel for, for your future. And so many of us don't, so many of us just like sit with it but like yeah. do something with that sitting of that failure that's actually going to like get you through it. So it could be a, like almost like a creative moment for you in that time. Yeah. I love and that. who knows what can come out of that, right? <laughs> when you mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. When you use it in that way. That's great. Well, I think this again kind of segues kind of nicely in, into this next question, but are there habits or rituals that current students and young professionals can kind of start to get into that will cultivate healthier beliefs and healthier mindsets and, and kind of this way to approach different things that are happening in their life with that reframed kind of focus. What I will share with students is, look, what can be most helpful in your career today in school or your career moving forward is to really, again, start keep aligning with yourself with again, self-assessment and accountability. So um, take the pressure of putting it all on yourself too, right? And I think that's the biggest thing we have to remember as lifelong learners and students is, you know, you cannot do it all by yourself. If you have that dream, let's help, let's find a mentor to get you there. If you're feeling stuck, let's get you to talk to someone to get out of it, right? So my biggest suggestion would be like, don't do everything alone because it's really tough and really painful if you live in that space from a mental standpoint, from a resource standpoint. Um, And as you become more of a leader, you'll start to see that you do need to like delegate parts of your life to people, right? Um, Because it's just very over, you know, very overwhelming. So that little habit of being aware. So being aware of when it's too much, when it's too much mentally, when it's too much physically, just 
please get, get help, be accountable. You're not a failure for asking for help. And to me, that is just the biggest tip I want to leave our students with is that um, at the end of the day, reach out, get that help, get that coaching, um, and also start to make those really small habits of knowing what works and what doesn't. So that's the last thing I will say too, is what works for you might not work for anyone else. Brad, you said it earlier that you're low point might be someone's high point. Um, and at any point people are going through stuff all the time, you know, so, um, try different things out and I'm trying to cram as much like knowledge (laughs) as I can in, in a, in an answer. But, um, I just hope that students feel inspired by this to make that small shift. It doesn't have to be anything drastic. It doesn't have to be Again, this moment where you wake up and you're a different person in the morning, it's not that. It's day-to-day just committing to yourself that you want to be the best person and you want to show up as the best person and make those small habits today for for the future. You're right, right. Yep, yep. Everything that you said was 100% on point. And and you're right. These are, you know, have to put them into perspective. They're not Mm -hmm. monumental shifts. It's just you know, being really, really mindful of thinking about who you surround yourself with, having those positive influences and working on incrementally day by day, trying to be a better version of yourself, not in comparison with anyone else other than who you were the day before. And, um, but yeah, I I think everything, everything has been um, so incredibly valuable that you mentioned today. So we want to kind of close out with our standard question that we (laughs) give all of our guests, which is that you've provided so much value today, but if you could package it into the best piece of career advice um, that you have, not necessarily related to the subject that we had today, but just in general, uh, what would be the best nugget that you could pass on to the next generation? I love this question. I thought (laughs) a lot about it. And I really think just having this deep curiosity for the world that we live in is the most valuable thing you can walk away with. And what I mean by that is being curious about people, asking questions, listening, when you show up to that first role after um, you know you get out of school, be curious about the processes. Be curious about why people are doing things the way they're doing. Um, be more curious about again, like everything that is going on around you. Because I guarantee, when you start to see these white spaces of again digging deeper into people, processes, or ideas, that is where you're going to innovate and thrive. And those that I see do well in their careers are those that are very open to asking those questions and not sticking in a place where, well, this is what I was taught. This is what I'm going to do, or this is the process. The people that succeed a little bit more in their career and get a little more head are the ones that do question and do ask, why are we doing the things we're doing? So to me, that's the biggest piece of advice because it's going to keep you growing It's going to keep wherever company hires you at growing. Um, And it's how you continuously innovate and grow. Is that just like deep-rooted curiosity um, about about the world? Love that advice. And if our listeners are curious about you, hopefully we've we've sparked that through our conversation today. How can they find you and where can they follow you to connect with your content? Yes, please reach out. I am 
on LinkedIn every single day posting a ton. I have events <laughs> a lot on LinkedIn. So my name, you know, I think it's under Britt Ramsey or Brittany Ramsey. You can definitely find me there. Again, hosting a lot of different things. So please connect with me. Please follow there. I also love to put content out on Instagram, which is bewell underscore mindset. You can find me there. And my website is bewellmindset.com. And please reach out. I would love to connect, hear from you, and hear what you learn from this. So thank you all for having me today. This was so wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being it's been here. An we, honor. Yeah. Yeah. I loved this <laughs> conversation. And I think, you know, such an important conversation for us to be having, you know, throughout our careers and with the people in our lives too, about what are those healthy steps and kind of simple things each day that we need to be doing. And I think, you know, I've seen in some of the workplaces I've been in a nice shift in the last two years or so as, as we've all gone through a lot of being more open to some of those conversations. And so I hope that that continues in the workplace, but I also, you know, hope that everyone listening can take away that those small steps, those day-to-day things can really be a big game changer in how we're looking at what we're experiencing in the world, but also a big game changer in how we approach our careers and approach that exploration of what we want to do and, and the questions that we ask. So appreciate you being here today. Yeah, of course. And if I could just say one more thing, like yeah. those listening are our future generation. Like it's on you to push the limits um, and and show up in a stronger way than than our you know previous generation. So for anyone listening, like you have um, the path ahead to carve out. So you know, take advantage of it because like I, I wish I had that ten, you know ten years ago. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, Britt, thanks so much again for being here. Really appreciate your time. And everyone definitely go check out Britt's content on Instagram and her website. A lot of great stuff on there. This is your career GPS and your journey awaits. 